What's up everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT, where we talk all things Web3. Super excited to have on today Michael Goldstein, Lead Community Manager for Vayner Sports Pass, which is a utility-first sports NFT project. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, just looking forward to chatting VSP and NFTs. Awesome. I was trying to track you guys down at VCon and I was at the booth. I didn't do all the activations, but I just really wanted to talk about the project because I have a VSP or a few of them. Actually, you know, like I mentioned, I was at VCon, so I have a, a, v, a v friends and also a um, big fan of Gary V. I got his uh, a Fly Fish Club NFT also. So yeah, I, I know a lot about the other projects. What's funny is that <clears throat> Vayner Sports Pass is something that I like more in my real life. I love sports, but for some reason, I've been, I've been so you know drowned in other stuff that Vayner Sports Pass, uh, it's great to have you on to talk about all the details of it. For sure, yeah. I mean, that's kind of my main job. I always <laughs> say my role is to make sure that everyone who is a VSP holder or in the community is both happy and informed about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So just engaging in conversation with holders, with outside people. I love doing that. Love just speaking to people, especially about sports, about NFTs. So yeah, just really looking forward to chatting. Nice. We're going to have some fun then. Well, before we get started, tell us about you and how you got into Vayner. Yeah. So I have a bit of a, a bit of a story on how I landed from where I came from and then to where I am now with Vayner Sports Pass. So I actually graduated from college in May 21 with a marketing degree and data analytics. So I knew I wanted to get into the agency world, specifically within social media. Felt like that was where my career was headed. And I actually applied for a entry-level marketing position at VaynerMedia. I was a fan of Gary's. I I wouldn't say I watched his content so often, but he was definitely on the list of companies that I really wanted to work for. I had a referral there. I got the job. Cool. And throughout that summer, I was working in that entry-level position that started as part-time, transitioned to full-time. And while I'm working at this company, Gary, from the top down, is just pushing down NFTs to like the whole company. Every single company-wide call, he's talking about them in newsletters. And it just piqued my curiosity where I have to see what this thing's about. And as I started getting into more and more, I realized that I actually wanted to really be in this field full-time. I actually started my own charity NFT project called Typical Tigers, where we raised oh, nice. you know, over $30,000. Is that in the donors. background? Yeah. Sorry yeah, to interrupt yeah. you. Okay. Right there. Yeah. So yeah, I've re- uh, released a small collection of Typical Tigers charity NFT project. And I realized that I, I was really good at going on Twitter spaces, speaking to people, just growing community. And I was lucky enough to be able to have access to Gary working at the company. I went right up to him and said, I want to do NFTs full time. And so mm-hmm. I had like a small little 15 minute meeting scheduled with him. And this was kind of like, I think the craziest meeting I think I've ever had in my life where the first seven minutes was me and him going back and forth as far as like, all right, what do you want to do? And I explained to him, I wanted some kind of community manager role within Vayner NFT. It was called at the time now called mm-hmm. Vayner three. And he's like, all right, I think I understand where, where this meeting is going. We have eight. So, so this is him speaking right now. He mm-hmm. says, we have eight minutes left in this meeting. Either we could continue to chat. We could talk about whatever, or I'm going to hang up on you right now and help get you what you want. Cool. I said, I'll see ya. Hangs up the phone. Two minutes later, I get an email from the president of Vayner3, Vayner NFT, Avery Akineni saying like, hey, let's connect. I heard you're looking for a position. Just spoke to Gary. 
she connected me with AJ, who at the time, one month prior, had just launched Vayner Sports Pass mm-hmm. looking for more help. And it was just mm-hmm. right opportunity, right time. And ever since then, I've been with AJ, Gary's brother, obviously, working yeah. on Vayner Sports Pass, just growing community. Cool. So you definitely have experience launching your own NFT project, which was exciting. And tell us about how it's been. Tell us about, well, before we get into the Vayner Sports Pass, there's, you know, you mentioned AJ. Uh, I'm not sure you can clarify. Is it AJ and Gary runs his sports agency? Tell us about Vayner Sports. Sure. So what's very interesting is the way that the kind of Vayner ecosystem works, right, is at the top of it is VaynerX, the holding company. That's Mm -hmm. Gary's company. Under it, He has all his little sectors of entrepreneurial businesses. The main chunk being VaynerMedia, his marketing agency. You have Vayner3, his wine company, VFriends, Sasha Group, which is a smaller agency, Gallery Media. All of those little pieces are different chunks of VaynerX, the holding company. Mm -hmm. Now, Vayner Sports is actually the one Vayner entity that is not attached to VaynerX. Oh, wow. And the reason for that is... Part owner of VaynerX is Stephen Ross, who's a co-owner of the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a conflict of interest for someone like that to be under a sports agency. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Gary really, I mean, he obviously has visibility into Vayner Sports, but as far as on paper and who runs it, yeah. it's all AJ and his co-CEO, Greg Ginsky, who mainly runs the baseball side of things. I see. Well, personal question. I saw that there's no basketball rep- athletes yet. Is there a reason for that? Um, yeah, so just recently, actually, around a month ago, we just opened up Vayner Basketball. Oh, okay. Headed by, um, yeah, headed by Bay Frazier. He's, um, I believe he was Carmelo Anthony's um, agent manager. So we have things on the horizon, but basketball is a now growing sport. Uh, I believe AJ is certified to be an agent in that. So yeah, we're in the process of building Vayner Basketball from the ground up. It's something that we've been wanting to do for a long time now and finally opened up that division. And so definitely got some exciting news on the horizon. Got it. Yeah, I was very curious because I'm, I'm such a big basketball fan being from yeah. the Bay. And yeah, not seeing a basketball uh, within your stable, athlete within your stable yet was an interesting question. So, but good to hear that you guys are in it. So maybe I'll see you at NBA Con next year or maybe different yeah. uh, conferences around there. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, t- tell us about Vayner Sports Pass now. We, it's been out for how long now? It's been over a year. It got to be. Yeah, it's been like 15 months. We launched in April 22. Or yeah, yeah, April 22. Yeah, tell us about it. What was your, maybe it's the same, the original mission and vision of uh, Vayner Sports Pass and if that's changed at all. Yeah, so I think what's what's very unique about Vayner Sports Pass is it's built on top of Vayner Sports, the highly reputable sports agency mm-hmm. representing 150 plus athletes, mainly across football, MMA, gaming, and baseball. And what what Vayner Sports Pass essentially does is it in in one sentence it leverages the network of Vayner Sports, mm-hmm. provide utility and value to the holders and investors of Vayner Sports Pass. So. The Vayner Sports Pass is essentially an a NFT membership pass. Yeah. You own this pass, you will be able to try and get access to premier sporting events around the world. So in a nutshell, we're really the premier utility sports NFT project. And to date, we've sent probably 500 plus holders to 50 or 60 different sporting events in just those first 15 months short span of time. Mm-hmm. And so the way it works, just getting into the bit of the more details, is 
each Vayner Sports Pass NFT has different sports icons on them in the different yeah. four corners of the rectangle pass. And those icons determine your eligibility for which sports you're able to enter raffles in and gain utility for. So let's just run this through through an example. Say we have 25 tickets to a Yankees baseball game, and we want to give those away to our baseball holders. Um, in order for you to enter in that raffle and try and go to that event, you have to hold a baseball Vayner Sports Pass. So a Vayner mm-hmm. Sports Pass NFT that has a baseball icon in one of the corners there. And the more passes you have, the more ping pong balls you have in the raffle once we randomly draw those winners. And what's unique specifically about Vayner Sports Pass is we don't just send the holders to a baseball game. Mm-hmm. We get them access on the field, whether it's with AJ or with one of the athletes that we represent, right? So for example, we did this at a Yankees versus Cubs game. We repped a Cubs relief pitcher, Rowan Wick. We, Rowan Wick got the holders that were going to that game on the field, gave them signed baseballs, got them in a suite. Those are specific instances of sporting events that we send our holders to that money can't really buy. Right. Yeah, those are – I love sports NFTs personally. I have on a NL merchandise. It's Nine nice. Lives Lounge, uh, NBA Top Shot. And, yeah, the experiences in real life – versus digital are the ones that I remember the most. I just came back from Vegas, uh, NBA con, and uh, they had a lot of activations on there. So with the, with the 500 people that's being spent, um, sent, not spent, <laughs> I see that you have global events, which is something that not most NFT projects have. Can you tell us about your reach there? I seen, you know, all over the, uh, the world. Yeah. I mean, I would say we, we definitely have a decent international contingent specifically. I know like Toronto has been a very, very active and passionate group within VSP. They've done so many just community meetups. We've activated at Blue Jays games there, Maple Leafs games. But internationally, you know, we try and spread out also all across the world. We've done an NBA game in Paris. We've done a UFC fight in Brazil. We've done Prem League games. We've done golf tournaments all across the world. We, We really try and make sure that the people that invested are from not, that aren't from the U.S. also are, are able to gain value. Um, mm-hmm. I would say majority of the events we do do in the U.S. That is where our main community is, but we definitely don't want to neglect the people that are from out of the U.S. Got it. And just to play devil's advocate a little bit, how difficult or easy is it to onboard new players right now? Well, uh, loaded question here in this market, and also because it might be a tough sell to uh, even sports uh, enthusiasts like myself because the percentages of winning is kind of tough, right? There's got to be, or hopefully there's some other benefits. If not, um, yeah, what's the challenge or is it pretty simple um, just to just to get people to look at a VSP right now? Sure. When it comes to NFT projects, right? Every NFT project right now is going to struggle with onboarding in this current market. You're not really seeing a lot of people coming in. Doesn't provide a lot of liquidity in that aspect. When it comes to VSP, I would say that that's not our target market going mm-hmm. forward. I would say that we're looking to onboard the more business tech savvy sports fan that's willing to invest a little, a little in order to get extra value, which is why we're within VSP to address your point of, you know, with these raffles, people have a low chance of winning. We're actually in the process of transitioning our entire ecosystem to go from a raffle based system to a more points reward based system. Mm-hmm. where 
you kind of be earning points from your VSPs and use those points to bid on certain events and maybe enter raffles with those points. So instead of the case of we're giving away four tickets to a baseball game and thousands of VSPs are just entering because your VSP at this point, you know, you could enter any raffle as long as you're eligible for. But we kind of went to the drawing board and said, if people had a little bit more skin in the game, you know, if they had a limited availability of points, but still rewarded properly, they wouldn't be just spending their points all the time on every event. Mm-hmm. So if we're activating at a game in Chicago and you're not willing to maybe go to that event, you won't enter that raffle because you won't spend your points there. Mm-hmm. So the points that we're awarding these people, they'll want to bid and they'll want to go to these specific events. Got it. Yeah. So in real life events is a, one big thing. Uh, I saw you guys also throwing out contests and whatnot. Yep. Was that always the mission was in real life events? You talk about utility based. Utility is yep. a word that's thrown around a lot in NFT land, as you can imagine. Yep. What's some other activations that may be in the works or that has happened that I'm not aware of? Yep. So I would say as far as like Vayner Sports Pass's competitive advantage in just the entire sports industry and NFT industry, I would say in real life experiences is where we strive the most. I mean, yes, a lot of the NFT world is built digitally. That's why AJ always says that our project is in between Web3 and Web2, kind of a Web2.5 experience, right? We collect people's emails. We send people to in real life events. It's <clears throat> it's not specifically only geared towards the digital aspect. And so that's why I would say the experiences is, is what we do best. As far as st- other stuff that we do besides for the experiences, um, we've been doing a lot of um, weekly, now turn to monthly um, AMAs with our Vayner sports athletes, whether that's on Twitter spaces or on Discord. We often activate at a lot of the the playoff competitions that have been going on within the entire sports realm. So for example, for the World Cup that we did last summer, every single Vayner Sports Pass holder that held a soccer NFT was airdropped a random team NFT, right? So there was 30 something different NFTs. Each NFT represented a different team. The farther that team went, the more prizes they'd be winning. We did that competition for March Madness, the NBA playoffs, NHL, NFL, cool mm-hmm. little fun digital NFT sports base activation. Um, but yeah, um, we've done some, so we've given away some signed sports memorabilia, doing some POAP raffles from the AMAs. So kind of a mix between the IRL experience and the digital aspect of it. Got it. A lot of these are, are in collaboration with sports and different types of sports. Is there anything that's going to happen with Vayner by itself? Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, maybe an annual meeting or a lo- I know you said local meetups, but is there yeah. an event that's uh, happened or will happen? Uh, yeah, so we do a lot of like city-based meetups. We really want to encourage people to grow their communities, find the people that have often like similar characteristics to them within their city. So for example, what we've done is we've kind of given a budget to each like a, a few different people within each city to just throw events to get people together in their city. So for New York, for example, uh, just last week, we gave them a $2,000 budget to have 25 plus VSP holders. And AJ was there. I was there. A few of the VSP team members and just come together and have a good time. Talk about whether it be just about sports or about the VSP project, how we can improve. And we've done this in New York. I know Toronto is in the, in the process of planning to go to a baseball game, something that, that we're funding there. The way that we view it is the more times that the VSP community members gather together in person, whether that's at a bar or a restaurant or in, at a sports game, 
the better we're doing as a job because that's what people want, right? They want what value do you get from holding this NFT or this asset? It's the community. It's gathering together at sporting events, which I think we do a really, really good job at. And especially when you compare to what people are getting from holding other assets, I think that that's something where, again, we have that competitive advantage over. Got it. Well, I'm going to apply for the San Francisco chapter and $10,000 funding because it's very expensive here <laughs> for our meetup. Yeah, we that'd be great. San Francisco holders and we've done um, one or two LA meetups. We've activated at um, Golden State Warriors games. We've done um, obviously Super Bowl in Arizona. So a lot of the, the West Coast stuff, but would love to have you on board with that. Yeah, nice. Wow, you did Warrior stuff. Yeah, I went to a lot of Warrior stuff with uh, Top Shot. So yeah, it'd be great if you guys can yeah. get there. I can double dip. Uh, tell us about this $100,000 contest. I found about it too late. <laughs> I found out about it at VCon. Is that going to yeah. happen again or, or is it an annual thing? What is that? So so this was AJ's uh, dream. I know. So so AJ's a big Survivor fan, you know, the reality TV show, yeah. uh, Survivor style competition. And so his, so I think he he really wanted to channer his inner Jeff Probst, who's the, the the host of the show. So what wildcard game is? So within VSP, as I was uh, as I was mentioning, the different sports icons on the past determine your eligibility into different raffles. Well, out of the now twelve thousand five hundred and five VSPs within that collection, only ninety seven of them have no icons whatsoever. They're just blank VSPs. Right. Those are what we call wild cards. They have access into every single raffle that we host, mm-hmm. whether it's baseball, basketball, soccer, gaming, they could enter all of it. And the little cherry on top, and honestly, or not really the cherry, it's kind of the main aspect of it, is they have access to what we call wild card game. So the way wild card game works is so within those 97 passes, mm-hmm. there were like 54 unique holders. And those 54 holders competed across four different rounds. Each round, we were eliminating people until we Mm. were down to our final five. And with those five people, we flew out to Las Vegas in Eskaya. And we did an in real life like competition, whether it was like sports stuff, puzzle games and all that. And so it started out with the 54 people. They played a little um, uh, online memory game that we did in partnership with Internet Game those 54 got cut down to around like 30. Then in the second round, we did like a mega sports pick It was a crazy sports weekend with like <laughs> World Cup games and March and so yeah. much basketball stuff. And NFL, it was like a crazy sports weekend. So we had them pick like 60 different games and then only like the top 20 advance. And then in the third round, we did a sports trivia where we did a private and a public contest and we combined both scores. And throughout the entire competition, at any time you could take a buyout so if you got to round two and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to win round two, go to round three, we offered everyone like a small ETH amount to buy out. And it was just a fun competition where the grand prize winner won $100,000. We posted that YouTube video that was excellently produced. Shout out to our video content crew and Brandon Hatcher, who was our lead video creator. He did an awesome job with all those edits. And yeah, so Wildcard Game is promised for three years. Mm, wow. So we got this year just passed and the next two years we have. We are on the record for stating that for wildcard game year two, it is going to be fully digital. So there isn't going to be an uh, in-person event like there was in Vegas where people were flown mm. out and they competed and all that, but still plan on making it big. Got it. I, was the winner from California, I heard? Um, so the winner was not doxxed. 
Okay. So <laughs> their identity request a runner up or something private. like that. Okay. So if you see the video, a lot of their face is blurred because oh. they asked from the beginning that they didn't want to be publicly shown. Got it. Okay. I might've heard that from an in-person yeah. at the VCon. Yeah. Cool. You know what I think would be really cool? And I don't work for Vayner at all, but if the icons, specific sports had a similar contest in a smaller way, maybe on a monthly, quarterly, yearly basis, that'd be great for activation, I feel, because I don't have a wild card. I'm not sure how much it costs yeah. on the secondary market. Yeah. Um, so I think we kind of do accomplish that in the way with the playoff competitions. So mm. with those playoff competitions, again, if you owned a basketball VSP for free, you were airdropped a team NFT that represented one of the teams in the NBA playoffs. And the farther that team went, the more prizes you were entered in. And, and if you held the winning team, so for example, if you held the the Denver Nuggets NFT team, then there was like 20 different people that held that same NFT, obviously, because we got to airdrop more of them. Um, everyone was guaranteed a prize. Some of them were, um, were shipped custom Vayner sports past basketballs. Uh, we gave away some alien friends, NFTs. We gave away some grand prize NFTs for like stipends to future games. Nice. So we've been doing those mini competitions that really sparks like people's engagement and activity because playoffs is when I feel like the true fandom comes out mm -hmm. and everyone was kind of talking about their different teams and who they think we're going to win. But I mean, again, the more activations and the more competitions we have within the community is definitely what we want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me ask you, what's some of the biggest lessons you've learned in the year-ish that you guys been out? I imagine it's difficult because the, the community wants a smaller holder count, so they have more chances of winning, right? <laughs> but at the same time, the project wants to expand on board more people. I'm thinking, uh, how do you juggle that? What's some of the biggest lessons you've learned since you guys launched? Yeah, so it's tough. It's it's obviously hard, especially when you're dealing with an NFT bear market where a lot of the people are down on their investment. And oftentimes that unfortunately does bring out some complications and different kind of personalities with that. And so mm -hmm. managing the community and expectations and speculation is something that we're always trying to work on. AJ's never been known to be the one that causes the crazy hype and the mass speculation we really want to shift our holders mindset from a financial investment uh, standpoint to a more product based standpoint. So, you know, you invest, you pay your Netflix subscription every month because you like to watch TV shows. Mm -hmm. You, we want to shift the mindset of you're paying for Vayner sports pass because you want to benefit in the sports realm. Obviously it's a, it's, it's a financial asset that people expect to go up, but it's our job to make sure that, if the price isn't going up, then these people are benefiting from the sports manner of it. And so that's why we're making that shift from all of the raffle base, which you mentioned very fairly that it's not a likely chance to win. Oftentimes when people win, they don't even end up going because they just enter it and realize that they can't attend. Mm -hmm. So we want to host instead of um, fewer events that have less people that are more premier, we'd rather host more frequent local events where some of them are premier, but most of them are just, again, getting people to those sport events, which is why we're transitioning from the raffles to the point-based system where we'll be, if we realize, hey, we have 15 different people that are from Minnesota, let's activate at a Twins game and we'll you know, make them pay minimal points in order to go there and bang, they're getting their value from that just that one time. 
And then later on, we see, oh, wait, we actually have a lot of people living in Dallas. Let's activate at a Cowboys game. Maybe we have a Cowboys banner sports athlete that'd be willing to show some people on the field. And we could do these things at a much faster rate under this point system, because with the raffle system, we have so much legal troubles that people don't even realize, you know, just from holders, regular holders that are just seeing us put out there, VSP spends thousands of dollars in legal fees to make sure that all the raffles have sweepstakes, rules bonded to them. They're, they're even taxed on some of their winnings. And so we realize a lot of the complications with the current raffle system that we have, the two being the legal aspect of it, you know, with all the rules and the tax aspect of it. And that's why we're making this big transition that I believe is really going to help the VSP community to just get more holders to more sporting events. The more Got holders it. we send to events, the better we're doing. Got it. And you touched on a question I wasn't going to ask, but I'm curious now. Yep. With the you know the NFT royalties being the way it is, are you guys going to create your own bespoke marketplace? I imagine that unless you launch new NFTs, it will be hard to fund you know future endeavors, uh, even though you guys did quite well on, it, on the initial launch. Yeah, I mean, royalties has obviously been a very, very touchy subject within all NFT projects. Um, I was personally very, and this is like just me speaking, like mm -hmm. I was pretty upset with the fact that royalties were taken away. Now, I mean, not because I'm on the project side, mainly because it discourages the the mutual beneficial relationship of right. if the price goes up for you, the price goes up for me, both on the creator and, and innovator side. I think it really discourages some innovation on that aspect. But the free market has spoken and the free market says we don't want royalties. So um, AJ has said oftentimes he doesn't necessarily just want to start a new contract, migrate it. I think it, it, it causes a lot of issues. We've seen some other projects do it. Some of them seamlessly, some of them not so seamlessly. What I think would be the best case scenario is, and this is something that's in the works, but isn't 100% confirmed, is where VSP builds its own custom marketplace on the same contract, but we can enforce a, royal, a royalty, a small percentage royalty, obviously, on our custom marketplace and even reward them with points if they would be purchasing VSPs on that specific marketplace, use those points to go to those events that they want to do. Right. Yeah, I was thinking that to incentivize your community to trade within your bespoke marketplace. And I see a lot of brands probably move in that direction because as a community member, I think that's fair. You're, you're offering benefits. You got you can't offer benefits for free. Every It's a business. You know, yeah. everyone would go bankrupt. We just give out free stuff all day, every day. So yeah. uh, good to hear your insights yeah. onto that. For sure. I mean, at the end of the day, right, VSP, us as an NFT project, we are a business, right? And we obviously need to have a consistent revenue stream in order to constantly fund the events that we're doing, right? We're activating on a weekly basis. I mean, summertime has been a little bit of a down period because, you know, sports aren't as popping in the summer as it is in the fall and winter and spring. But we are a business, right? And at the end of the day, we need a revenue stream. And royalties are now no longer that revenue stream. And so we're coming up with now creative ways to fund the project while also providing value. And with this new point system where you'll be able to, you know, get your initial release of points based on purchasing something, whether that's on a one-time basis and a consistent time basis, it'll allow us to keep funding in and rewarding our holders in a constant loop. Got it. And a last question for you. Yep. Just to wrap things up, what's some of the goals for, you know, the next year? What success look like wrapping up 2023? Is there anything that you would like to see happen? I mean, we're not going to hold you to it because <laughs> you're not AJ. Um, yeah, let us know. 
Yeah. Um, I think success for VSP is getting the average sports fan that is a little bit business and tech savvy to see the product that we're building, be intrigued and want to come into this community and want to spend their time and energy within the people that we have right now. I would say that the Web3 NFT DGEN might not necessarily be that target, but the, uh, the sports fans around us, we know based on like the stuff that we've been activating on, the events that we've been doing, the feedback that we've been getting, sports fans would want to benefit from the things that we put out there. It's our job to make sure that they see what we're doing and that they want to come on board to, again, not, not be onboarded onto Web3, but onboarded to a sports rewards membership program that is the first of its kind. So for us, success is really executing a product and creating a product and marketing a product that your sports fan would want to be involved with. And we're working our hardest right now to make sure that we get that in the right place. But also, of course, always making sure that our OG Web3 NFT holders are always taken care of and making sure that they're benefiting. Got it. Yeah, I'm an OG holder and I'm a little bit different than your original or like your standard VSP holder because I hold everything. This is my job. I'm in every Discord. So uh, for me, I I was a little bit, I'm not as connected to VSP as I would love to be. But when I saw you guys with the online activations and everything, um, it really made me want to be a part of it and hearing about the the new change in the raffle system turning it into you know more loyalty and activation base uh, mm-hmm. i think i'll be a lot more active and one thing for me uh i and this is very web too but i, I love email updates <laughs> i think a lot of those would help yep. me get involved yeah. in the community if uh, any feedback at all you guys might already have that i might have just you know uh, missed that <laughs> so so we do email updates actually i don't know i mean did you so this is like separate right um, did you sign up for our, our raffle tech? I believe I have. So, so if you have an email there, we, so, all right, I could go, I could go back into like podcast mode right now. <laughs> um, so what, so what we did actually in order to get feedback on this new system that we're launching is we have a, we have a, a database of thousands of emails that we have based on the people that signs up for our raffle system. We blast sent out an email to all those holders saying, hey, we're making some changes within VSP. We would love to get your feedback on on what we're building. We got a ton of responses from that. And the survey just said, do you want to help us build the first ever um, digital sports reward program, which is what we're building right now. And we got you know hundreds of responses sent. Yes, we sent all those people a follow-up survey with a brief breakdown on how the program is going to look like. And we said, let loose. This is what we have. Let us know what you think price point, what you want to see, what you don't want to see, what are your concerns? And that's what we're taking into account right now within, again, all conducted via email, Web2 style, because we collected all those from the beginning. Cool. Well, I look forward to that because I probably missed that. <laughs> I'm glad you updated me. I'll bump it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd love to have you back on just to see yep. where we advance within the next six months, because I know that we're. this is just a cycle personally. I've been through many of them myself in crypto and mm-hmm. NFTs being right now, unfortunately, native to Web3 people. 
and thanking you for you know helping onboard you know new people. Uh, that's where we see the fluctuation because the masses are not in yet. Definitely, we're like talking. We're like before you were born. You know, like when the internet just started, probably. Uh, so this is just definitely a bump in the road, in my opinion. And I can't wait for the spotlight to be back on NFTs and. With utility that you guys can offer, with the new activation of basketball, it's easy to. Well, I wouldn't say it's easy, or else everyone would do it. It's easy to bring a, a attention back to NFTs. You know when, you know when it's necessary. So yeah, uh, I would agree. I would yeah, agree. yeah. Well, I look forward to what VSP has. I look forward to you know going to some of those in real life events, and um, I'll put all the links for VSP, how to find you, connect with you, and I'm sure you're on Discord answering questions every day, right? Yep, always. If you ever need me, just tag me at MichaelG3 in the Discord. Again, always got to make sure the people are happy and informed. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on, Michael. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Bye.